0: Hey there, traders, looking to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes a day? Then you need to head on over to AIStockTradingSystem.com right now, where you can get our five-step system to take the guesswork out of trading in only 10 minutes per day. And the only place to get that is at AIStockTradingSystem.com. That's AIStockTradingSystem.com. Now, I'm not here to say that other people trade wrong and I'm trade right, etc., but what I am saying is that when I see things like this on the internet and I see it by public figures like myself, it makes me really, really, really anxious because I I know I've been there. I followed this person and did what this person would have done and have would have ended up in a similar situation. I don't trade like that anymore. And I don't trade like that anymore because of the people that I talk to, thanks to this program. And I'm hoping that you, because you listen to this program, have also picked up on There are better ways to do this. This is the How to Trade Stocks and Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. Outlier can show you how to track market fear and greed with artificial intelligence on over 1,300 of the largest market cap names. Visit outlier.com to learn more. That's ovtly They have a free pilot program for the rest of 2021 that so you can get access to right now at ovtly That's ovtly Hey, make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so you'll be notified every time we give you more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter every single week. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we are going to be taking a look at even more trading habits by my friend, Steve Burns, from his book, Trading Habits, 39 of the World's Most Powerful Stock Market Rules. Now, I love doing these type of episodes. We're breaking down this giant subject into smaller pieces. And by doing so, hopefully it's become part of your routine to pick these up, to listen to them, and to keep them on your mind as you go through the day. We're going to be covering several more, 17 through 20 today. And in next week's episode, we'll be doing 21 to 24. So let's get right into today's episode, uh, starting on number 17. This is from page 35. 34, there we go. All right, so number 17, money is made by discounting, discounting, I should say that correctly, discounting the obvious and betting on the unexpected. Now, when I first read this, I was like, I don't know because I've been there, right? I've been quote contrarian trading, right? Like like Steve says right here, get in the habit of being a contrarian. But I will tell you right now, that you have to understand the terminology with that. When I spoke to Mark Minervini, I believe it was the first time, uh, I said, you know, there's some people out there that claim themselves to be contrarian traders. And, um, you know, I felt that I was one of them at the time. And he was like, Chris, look, it's not if the trend is up, you're saying it has to go down. So therefore, you're going short and just being steamrolled by a trend. That's not it at all. You're misunderstanding It's doing something when people don't think it's possible. The everyone hates your trade indicator rally, right? It's the fact when the market has been moving higher and you hear all these people saying, hey, it can't go any higher. It's going and being a contrarian to them and saying, you know what? It totally can. There's nothing that says it can't go higher. It could go lower, but just because you are, quote, a contrarian does not mean you should trade the opposite of trends literally how I blew myself up twice and it took some really hard introspective lessons to understand oh being a contrarian trader doesn't mean literally trade the opposite of what the trend is doing it means trading the opposite of what the masses are doing because I can tell you the masses are losing money they're trying to call tops they're trying to call bottoms but not you not the people who listen to this show you're smart you trade with the trend the obvious trades that everyone thinks are a no-brainer usually don't work because when a trade becomes obvious, it's too late. I wanna talk about Dogecoin. Chris, what do you mean Dogecoin? Yeah, Dogecoin. So, take a look at Dogecoin, right? <clears throat> Not all that long ago, there was this huge push where people are gonna be Dogecoin millionaires and billionaires. All right, and you know, over the last couple of days, it's it's been trending up and then, you know, kind of breaking off that trend. But if we go back a little further, we go back a little further and a little further and then zoom out just a little bit. You'll see that all the way at the tip where we were today, right, nothing's happening. The trade doesn't work because the trend becomes obvious. It's too late. And when people got in here and here at the tops, it was too late. And then, goodbye. Goodbye, off your dollars. I believe this was when uh, Elon Musk was on Saturday Night Live. When the trend becomes obvious, it's too late. But, with that being said, you can get in on the trend anytime, right? You just have to know your risk. Like, let's throw a uh, moving average on here. You can get in when it goes over the five-day, but just know you're going to get out if it goes below the five-day. Or whatever, right? doesn't have to be that in particular. I just thought that was super interesting, right? That, That really nailed it on the head to me. Number 18, a losing trade costs you money. Obviously. But letting a losing trade get too far out of hand can cost you to lose your nerve. Cut losses for the sake of your nerves and your capital. Ugh. Blowing up my account twice was so unpleasant, as you can imagine. Especially the first time I did it, 60 days into having my first account, I blew up what I thought was like a terrible, terrible job at 67% of it, right? Two-thirds of the account. Whereas, you know, I heard later that actually that was pretty good. Most most traders blow out 90% of their account. Well, we blew up 67%, but to me that was a blow up. Letting a small loss turn into a big loss is expensive both financially and emotionally. If you want to be a trader for the long haul, it's crucial that you always take the small loss where you plan to for the sake of stress management. And here I feel is where selling options without trend trading can be problematic. Because this is how I got that to that point, right? I figured out Well, I figured Now I figured out I can tell you that I figured that if an iron condor the way it's set up is that um, In fact, let's go to the S&P 500 be easier to to talk on a real stock and not dogecoin In fact, this may be a fantastic example. Give me a second here. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Okay, so Literally just drawing some lines here day on a on a high and on the low. Let's say you put an iron condor on on this trade. Okay and for you That was a brilliant idea, or at least it was for me. I'm going to put an iron condor on everything, and it can move up, and it can move down, and I'm never going to worry about it because it can move up, down, and sideways, and as long as it doesn't break through the puts that I sold and the calls that I sold, I'll be totally fine. Letting a small loss turn into a big loss is both financially and emotionally taxing. But I didn't understand how to control my risk. So let's say I had put on this iron condor at these two strikes. Maybe I would have taken in a dollar of credit, right? Maybe. Maybe. I'd have taken in one dollar in credit. And I had a five dollar wide spread. So that means I had four dollars in risk. And I didn't know how to handle this. So. When I would lose. It would take me four more perfect trades in a row to get back to break even because i would just let it go to expiration saying you know what oh well at least this is what my trading guru said when i first started trading hey it's a defined risk trade just let it go on who cares if it's a full loser you'll make it up eventually don't listen if you hear somebody say that run come to this podcast not that one because they don't know what they're talking about just do the math here right if you if you can only make a hundred dollars But every time you're risking $400, even if you have a super high win rate, you have to get four full winners in a row every time you lose on one trade as a full loser. It doesn't work that way. The math doesn't work. That's not how I trade anymore. (laughs) That's not how you trade either. Because as you can tell, emotionally, I'm still not recovered from that. I'll probably never be recovered from that. But I sure learned a lot. And I'm glad I went through it to have learned how to trade, how not to trade for it. Number 19, never trade position sizes so large that your emotions take over your trading plan. And that even includes something like this, right? If you are only planning to risk a dollar in the trade, but yet you've set it up so you're risking four. And before you know it, you have lost one dollar and then two, and then three, and then finally four, you've risked way more, right? Your emotions didn't work for you. Going back to what I was saying earlier, right? That's an insidious nature if you, if you follow my drift here on selling options because you think you have all this room. You think that, hey, if I sold this call and the market's going up because I'm a contrarian trader, I want it to go down, so I'm going to sell calls against it. And the market just blasts through it. In fact, let's look at Peloton. I saw... Oh, jeez. How much is it down? 33.34% right now. I saw a trader on the internet who I've had on this podcast before talk about how they sold puts at the 75 level. They sold them for a dollar, meaning the most they could make, the absolute most, is $100 per contract. Currently, this is not just losing, but it's, let's round it to 18. It's $18 below where their short strike was, where the put they sold was. So they could only make a dollar. They could only make $100 total. Currently, this trade is now an $1,800 loser. I'm telling you they didn't size their risk correctly, because let's say they had just bought a spread right from seventy to seventy five to seventy. yeah, it would have been a full loser, but it would have been three times less of a loser now, I'm not here to say that other people trade wrong and I'm trade right, et cetera, but what I am saying is that when I see things like this on the internet and I see it by public figures like myself, it makes me really, really, really anxious because i I know I've been there, I followed this person. And did what this person would have done. And have would have ended up in a similar situation. Well, I don't trade like that anymore. And I don't trade like that anymore because of the people that I talk to. Thanks to this program. And I'm hoping that you, because you listen to this program, have also picked up on there are better ways to do this. Don't trade 500 shares or sell naked puts. Of a stock that you should only be trading a hundred shares of. Most traders have no problem losing fifty or hundred dollars, but the idea of losing five hundred or a thousand dollars makes them physically ill. Uh, this person, I guarantee you, did not plan on an eighteen hundred dollar loser. And number twenty, last one of the day: trade the market, not the money. This is really, really smart to me, right? I once heard someone describe I I really feel like it was Steve Burns, maybe it was on one of the podcast episodes. He was like, uh, you know, Chris, a surgeon doesn't stop what he's doing working on, you know, your your child's tumor for a horrible example and say, "Oh, this incision, that's $250. This incision is $500. Doing this thing, that's another $9,000." Sewing it back up, $1,400? No. They focus on their process. That's what Steve says here. Professionals don't stop to calculate the money that they're making in the middle of the day. They're too busy focusing on their process. And that's what he's saying for you, too. Follow your process. Find your process. The return, your profits, will automatically fall out at the end of the day if you have a robust, back-tested Working system. And I really like this point here. You don't exit a trade because you've lost $100. You exit a trade because your stop loss was hit. Your stop loss is the point where you are found out that you're wrong. Your stop loss may be the five day moving average. Don't exit the trade. Because you've lost so much dollars. Exit it when the price of the stock has basically told you, hey, you know what? You're wrong. And that's okay. It's okay to be wrong. That's the biggest hurdle that most traders struggle with is the fact that they don't want to be wrong. But at the same time, they don't know how to take a loss. Because being wrong means that they were wrong. Whereas a professional trader will say, oh, I was wrong. I got to get out before I lose more money. Trade the market, not the money. Trading decisions should be made on price action and not the need to make money. I'll leave you with one one more story. I was listening to uh, the original Market Wizards while walking through my neighborhood one day and... uh, I couldn't tell you which wizard it was, but he was saying that he wanted to buy a castle. (laughs) I can't wait till I'm up there where I'm like, I want to go buy that castle. And he had the money to do it, but he wanted to make that in profits so he could go buy it basically for free to him from his profits. But because he was now driven to make money, he was no longer driven to follow his process that got him the money in the first place. So he made mistakes. And rather than having money to buy the castle, he lost well more than what the castle would have cost because he abandoned what he knew was working in an effort to go and catch the dollars rather than follow his process. So I'll leave you there. Trade the market, not the money, and follow your process. So hey, I hope you found this useful. If you did, please smash the like button. That lets the YouTubes know that you've enjoyed it And it sends it out to more people so that they can learn from it as well. We cover a lot of great stuff on this channel. And if you haven't already subscribed, please be sure to do so. I have over 500 episodes and I've got market wizards that are uh, on the agenda to come up soon. So make sure you subscribe. That way you don't miss that. And tune in next time for more tools, tips, and tricks to help you trade faster and trade smarter. I'll see you on the next episode.